Amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Well, hold your offerings up and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, this privilege, this honor to obey your word once again. We do this in faith in accordance with your word. You said, Father, that when we bring our tithes into the local storehouse, that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing upon us, we would not have enough room to, to contain it all. That's being blessed, dear God. And I know you want us blessed so that we can continue to be a great blessing to the people around us, to church family, to, to strangers, to other churches and ministries. Glory to God. We are blessed to be a blessing. We thank you, Lord God. Our best days are before us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. So be it. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, children, you may stand to your feet. Do not run. And we have our first-time teacher. She's been up there the last couple of weeks. Miss Britta. Give it up for Britta. Amen. Amen. See ya. Wow. See ya, Emmy. Bye, Emmy. She is something else. Glory to God. How many ready to hear the word this morning? Yeah. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God is in this place. Um, my heart's desire, I'm going to even say this. My heart's desire this morning, ah, never mind. My heart's desire is to preach the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm going to leave it at that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just open our hearts now to your spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, to lead us, to guide us into the truth of the word of God. He is the spirit of truth. This Bible is the truth, and we expect to see it and understand it by your spirit, revelation, knowledge coming to our hearts. And Father God, I believe that these people in this room, by your grace, will uh, not just be hearers of the word, but become doers thereof. Because we're doers of the word, we expect the blessings upon us as it's said in your word. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Praise God. I want to ask you this morning some questions. Start by asking you some questions. You do not have to answer. Of course, if you want to, you can. Who is God to you? Do you know him as your Lord? Do you know him as your Savior? Do you know him as your healer? Do you know him as your deliverer? Do you know him as your sanctifier? Do you know him as your provider? Do you know him as your very best friend? Do you know him as the great Jehovah God? the great I am. Do you know him as El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough? Who you know him as, that's so important, who you know him as. He will be to you who you know him as. Did you hear what I just said? He will be to you who you know him as. And I am convinced that right now, 
during this study that we've been on, I guess this is part nine, so nine weeks or so, on and off for nine weeks. What's so funny about that? <laughs> he wants us to know who he is as El Shaddai. He is my El Shaddai. I know that kind of sounds funny, but think about it. He is my El Shaddai. The, my, my heavenly daddy is the God who is more than enough. Over and over again, we looked at in the Bible, different places in the Bible, in the Old Testament and in the New, that talked about how God didn't just meet what they needed. He did it to surplus. He did it to overflow. Amen. I mean, all you got to look at is John 10.10. 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come. Jesus speaking, I have come. For what reason? To give us life. And how many know it could have stopped right there? But it didn't. Because he's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. More abundantly. That word, we looked at it, that more abundantly means accessibly to the overflow. More than, more than enough. Super abundantly. I just like to say that. Super abundantly. <laughs> I know. Oh, well. But that's who my God is. That's who my God is. He is the God who is more than enough. He wants us being so blessed. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think God has us on this particular subject for such a time as this? Why did he move upon my heart to go along these lines? Because, see, we're living in the last of the last days. Did you hear what I just said? Turn on the television for five minutes and you start to watch the news and you're going to find out we're living in the last of the last days. Jesus is coming back soon. And so God needs to do a quick work in the earth today. He needs to get the gospel message preached all over the world. Are you listening to me? The gospel is free. How many know that's true? But it costs money to get the gospel out. There's no getting around it, guys. And so what, what, if, if the church cannot get, grab onto this, how in the world can we possibly get the gospel all over the world? Do you see what I'm saying? It takes money to get the gospel all over this world. And that is, I am convinced the reason God wants us. See, God, my heavenly daddy, wants me, Daniel Greenwald, living in the land of more than enough. He has that place for me to live in. It is not a place of not enough. It is not a place of just enough. It is a place of more than enough. And I am convinced, as we have been on this study, the only way we can get to that place and the only way we can stay in that place, live in that place, is with our be it unto us according to our faith. So I, by the leading of the Spirit, have begun to teach about living by faith, how to operate in faith. I cannot assume that everybody in this room understands how to live by faith. Because, and, and, oh, how do I say this, Lord? When you pray, your prayers should be with confidence. Did you hear what I just said? I want us to get to the place when you pray, when I pray, 
This is the way I pray. I'm just telling you right now. I don't do this arrogantly. I believe in my God. I believe what he says in his word is so. So I pray that way. I pray with confidence. I believe that when I pray, I get results every single time. Oh, Pastor Dan, how can you say that? Religion says it can't be done. The traditions of man say you can't do it. But what does the Bible say? Because, see, I don't care what religion says. Do you know that religion, I'm, I'm telling you, religious, religion stinks. I, I mean, can I just be real with you? Religion stinks. I don't want to have anything to do with religion. I want, I, I, want, I want this relationship that I have with God become so much more intimate and so much more I, I, I come to know of him more and I come to know of his ways more that when I go to pray to him, I'm not going with a, oh, I sure hope this works. I'm going with a confident attitude because I know my heavenly daddy. He's made a way for me to seek him. He's made a way for me to pray to him. I can pray. Listen to this. Listen to this. The Bible says, now let, let me say it this way. If it's true that Christ has blessed us with every blessing in the heavenly places, and if it's true that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen, and if it's true that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him, then, my friends, when we feed upon the word of God, do you know what I mean by feeding on the word of God? Can I? It does not mean you come to church carrying your Bible. You never open your Bible up. And you and you get home, you set the Bible down. And your Bible remains there throughout the week. You never pick your Bible up again. Because as far as you're concerned, you got all the spiritual sustenance you needed on Sunday morning. Can I just say something to you? Ah, wrong. You have got to be someone that feeds on the Bible. You are a, I, 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 I mean, oh, thank you, Lord. You're going to have to show me these things and how to get them out and say it that way. I'm coming to recognize more and more and more how important what he's called me to do is. And I'm saying that with the understanding that every one of you have something very important to do for him, for almighty God. And if you're going to succeed at what he's called you to do, fulfill your destiny, you've got to be someone who feeds on the Bible. You've got to be someone that gets this word in you. You've got to spend time meditating in the Bible. You've got to spend time confessing the word of God. Are you hearing me? This cannot be something that you just try and then throw it down and say, ah, it don't work. It does work. I said the Bible works. God, if, if you have ever failed at anything in your life, it's not on God's end that you failed. It's not, because, it's not on his side. It's on your side. You, get a, you need to understand that one. And if you ever do, you know, come short, fall short of the mark, and, and, and you get a little frustrated and you go, why didn't that work? Don't get angry at God. What should you do? God, show me where I messed up. Show this to me. Reveal this to my heart. I need to understand what I did wrong. 
because I know it's not on your end. I see in your Bible, all the promises of God are yes, and in him, amen. I see that all these spiritual blessings have already been given to me in Christ Jesus. I see that if I pray according to your will, you hear me. And if you hear me, I know you've given me the things I've asked of you. So if I've done something wrong, Lord, show me. I want to know what it is. Because we've got to get an attitude of when I'm operating in true Bible faith, I've been feeding on this Bible. I've been meditating in the Word of God. I've been confessing the Word of God where it goes from up here in my head down into my heart. And it's now in me. Guess what I got? I got faith. I said, I've got faith. But don't stop there. What else do we talk about the importance of? You've got to remind yourself of God's faithfulness. You've got to know the one who spoke the words is faith. He will always, everybody say always. always. He will always look over his word to perform it in your life. Always. Count on it. I, that's where <laughs> too many people have allowed what they've heard movie stars, athletes, um, other different people say to them that has no basis in the word of God, what they've said to them. But people have accepted those things as being the gospel when it's not. And it's almost of the mentality, if I get a prayer answered, hallelujah. If I don't, oh well. It must not have been God's will for my life. Let me tell you, let me kind of just throw this out for free right now. If it's not God's will for your life, you ain't getting an answer to your prayer. I know that's not good English, but who cares? Unless... Faith only begins where the will of God is known. This is God's will for your life. But once you get it in you, faith gets in you, you remind yourself of his faithfulness, that's when you can step out in faith. Father God, I believe that I receive my healing. I see it in the word of God. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm not going to be moved by how I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe, and I believe the Bible is so. I see in your word that by his stripes I was healed. I see in your word that uh, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Under the curse of the law falls every sickness and every disease. If I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, that means I'm redeemed from every sickness and disease. Hello, Is that you, Father God? Hallelujah. Guys, 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 don't, be, don't let that distract you. You got to have the attitude. <laughs> you have to have the attitude that when you pray, you're going to get results. You're going to get results. You're going to get results. What, I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Every time you pray, you get results. I mean, shouldn't it be that way? I mean, come on now. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. I'm anointed with the very same spirit that Jesus was anointed with. Do you know that Jesus was anointed with the spirit who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him? Sometimes people say, well, you know, Jesus is the son of God, so Jesus could do it as the son of God. He didn't do what he did as the son of God. He did it as a man like you and me. He was demonstrating to us how to live the life of faith. Jesus said, everything I do pleases the Father. He made that statement, everything I do pleases the Father. Which means what? That means everything he did was by faith. 
The only, it's impossible to please God without faith. So he was operating in faith. Jesus was demonstrating to you and me how to live a life of faith while he was here on this earth. And when Jesus Christ makes a statement, when Jesus Christ makes a statement, when Jesus Christ makes a statement in this Bible, you've got to understand completely, totally, 100%, it's truth. It's truth. And when Jesus said in John 14, 12, most assuredly I say to you, celebration of life, church, he who believes on me, how many believe on him? How many believe on Jesus? He who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. Oh, really, Lord? You said that? Ooh, (laughs) I, Daniel Green, I was supposed to be doing the same works you did. They brought the sick to Jesus. He healed all of them. He healed all of them. And it wasn't a little cough or a little small little fever or something. I'm sure he healed something like that. I'm talking about super duper incredible miracles, signs and wonders. Are you listening to me? I was just saying it again last night. I say it all the time. With these hands, I'm going to lay these hands on the blind eyes, and they're going to see. I'm going to lay these hands upon the deaf, and they're going to hear. I'm going to lay these hands on the lame, and they're going to rise and walk. I'm even going to lay these hands on those who have been called dead, and they're going to be raised up. And I go, you know, I, I, could, I, I, could, I could always sense some people going, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. I am in Christ. And Jesus, my Lord and Savior, told me that if I believe on him, the very same works he did, boosh, I'm going to do. I got it in me. But guess, guess, glory to God, guess what? You got it in you. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. I believe the Lord is leading me to go the direction next time. When that happens, who knows? But <laughs> I believe the Lord is leading me to start talking about our identification in Christ. Who's that one? E.W. Kenyon? E.W. Kenyon, oh my goodness. If you ever read after E.W. Kenyon, the brother, you read one sentence and you have to stop and meditate on it for a week. Isn't that true? It's, it's amazing. But he has a book on that and I've got some other uh, things I've been studying and reading about. Our identification in Christ. But friends, you are in Christ if you're a Christian. Stop and think about that. I've got Jesus in me. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. I'm not getting very far, but I'm having a good time. Thank you, Jesus. We are called, everything we do for the kingdom of God while we're here on this earth is to be done by faith. It's by grace through faith. By grace through faith. Are you hearing me? And, 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 and when, what I'm trying to get across to everyone in here is I don't want you to have the mentality this is only for a select few. Because I, I, I probably can testify that that's probably how I, when I first started walking with the Lord, that's probably how I thought about it. Maybe someday it will happen for me. Maybe down the road. If you are in Christ, you are now, you qualify. I said you qualify. Everybody say I'm qualified. I'm qualified. 
to do the works of Jesus. Selah, you can go home. Think about that. Hallelujah. We appropriate those things that Jesus accomplished for us through his redemptive work into our lives with our faith. If you get to, you know, the Bible talks about, and I don't remember exactly where it's at right now, but it talks about having bulldog faith. If you study it out, that's what, literally what it means to have bull. Have you ever seen a bulldog with a bone? Have you ever seen her bulldog? Lainey is probably one of the sweetest dogs. It was to be a little puppy. Hold it right here. Now she's this giant. I mean, I said, to, I said this to Riley before. If, if that had been a boy, that dog's name would have been Tank. But if you gave that dog a bone and you tried to take that bone away, you ain't getting that bone. See, that's the way we're supposed to be with the things of God. When we grab onto it, ain't nobody taking this away from me. I'm going to hold on to this to it. In fact, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it actually means to take it, hold it, put it under us, and sit on it. Nope, no one else is going to take this away from me. No one's going to take this away from me. No one's going to take this away from me. I've got it. I've got God's word on it. It is mine. Hallelujah. Woo, live in by faith. Living by faith. You're called to live by faith. Not just dabble in it. I said that last week. We're called to live in it. We're called to live by it. Faith. I trust you, God. I believe what you said in the word is so. I believe that if you said it, that settles it. I choose now to believe it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. This will change your life greatly. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. What, you think I'm sweating wrong? <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I started this last week. Oh, my goodness. How much? Woo. Thank you, Lord. We started to look at last week how some have stepped out in supposed faith and have not gotten any results. And I began to answer the question, why? And I said this because they're not operating in true Bible faith. They're not operating in true Bible faith. In fact, many times, they, they don't end up getting any results because they're operating in foolishness or presumptuousness. In other words, they presumed they were going to get the same kind of results that they saw somebody else get with their faith, even though they personally weren't operating in faith. They hadn't heard from the Lord for themselves. Now, I want to say something because I know sometimes people have a tendency to run off into left field with something like this. You can hear from God. You can hear from God for yourself. I showed you last week as well. If you ever have somebody say to you, I never hear from God, have them open the Bible up and start to read and say, stop, and then say, glory to God, you just heard from God. That's his word. Those are his words. His word is anointed. His word is spirit and it is life. And when you're speaking his word and you're speaking it in faith and you're expecting to get results, glory to God, that's exactly what's going to happen. Amen. Now, we saw a perfect example of this when the Egyptians tried to follow after the children of Israel. You remember what I shared there? They came to the Red Sea and... <laughs> I like to imagine these things in my mind. 
And I know sometimes this probably is not, probably not the best way to do it, but sometimes I think back of movies I've saw, seen along these lines. But, you know, they're literally at this Red Sea, and it's not just a little tiny thing for them to cross. It's a huge body of water, okay? Everybody with me? And so they, they, they have the Red Sea, they have these mountains on either side, and here comes the Egyptian army. I want you to catch this. They come to the, they're at the Red Sea. What would have whole, well, a whole bunch of Christians have done right then? Well, I must have done something wrong. I guess it just doesn't work. We must have missed God. Am I telling the truth? They would have probably sat, got on their knees and started begging for mercy from the, I mean, the uh, Egyptians. But what did the Israelis, the children of Israel, have that the Egyptians didn't have? A word from the Lord. I said a word from the Lord. And with that word from the Lord, Moses stretched out his staff over the Red Sea. The sea parted and the ground became dry. And they went across on dry ground. And then the Egyptians coming up. they coming up and they say, oh, look at that. I don't understand how that works. Who cares? If they can do it, we can do it too. Now, did the Egyptians have a word from the Lord? They were presuming to be able to do it because they saw the Israelis do it. Do you see that? And so they stepped out, and I'm, I'm sure I don't, because obviously they had to be all of them, because we're not talking about just a couple, five, six people. We're talking hundreds of, of warriors. They're on chariots and horses and stuff. So they had to go across on dry land for a part of it, unless they really stupid and just kept driving the horses and chariots into the water when it came down anyway. But I, I mean, you got to think about this. They, they, I just now thought about this. God's giving it to me right now. I think it's pretty cool. They literally, they started to go across on dry land. They're probably high-fiving one. Yeah, look at this. It's pretty cool. Look, woo, woo, woo. And then when they all got out to a point, here comes the water down over them and drowned all of them. I said it drowned all of them. You saw the results of one who stepped out in faith. You saw the results of some who did not step out in faith. Do you see that? So we cannot presume that God's going to do it for us just because we see somebody else uh, talk about how they, God did it for them. Now, again, I want to throw this on. If God did it for them, know this, God will do it for you. But you need to hear from God for yourself. You need to get into the Bible for yourself. And this is where sometimes people, and this is what the devil likes to hit us with, I don't really have the time to do that. I'm just going to trust pastor to pray for me. I'm just going to manage and pray for me, and I'm going to be okay. Let me tell you a little secret here. If you are a child of God, God expects you. Now, this is going to be hard to receive. God expects you to take off your diapers and grow up. I know that sounds like a harsh word, but it's not. He expects us to grow. In other words, God expects us to develop in our faith. So that you can become a faith giant. Do you know that every single one of us as Christians should be faith giants? Mighty men and women of God who take God at his word, who believe what God has said in his word, who know that when God says it, that settles it, and how they choose to believe it, no matter what they're facing, no matter how hard the situation is, no matter how 
how great the, the, the storm is beating against their house. They ain't moved by that. They're only moved by what they believe. They take a stance on the word of God. They speak to that storm. Go in Jesus' name. Amen. And it goes. I am, I, 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 I am convinced. I am convinced that God is looking for those people, his children, we're going to take him at his word for such a time as this. God is needing for people to stand up. Stand up and be the man or woman of God you were destined to be. To be people of faith. To have confidence in him. I, 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 when Jesus preached, I don't know if you've ever read that. When Jesus preached, and even when the disciples began to preach after he ascended on high, a lot of the religious people were amazed with the way they taught because they taught with such confidence. I want to be a man of God who preaches the word with confidence, always. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I believe the way I bring my God glory and honor is when I utilize the gifts he's put in me and trust him for the anointing to preach. You know what? I pray. I say, Lord, I believe the spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. and He has anointed me to preach the gospel. When I open my mouth to speak tomorrow, when I'm praying on Saturday nights, I believe when I open my mouth to speak, I'm going to speak forth as the oracles of God. I'm going to say what you want me to say. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Glory to God. And I believe when I preach the word, it shall be accompanied with signs and with wonders. Everything I'm saying there is based upon the word of God. Amen. Confidence. It's not just for me. I know my giftings are different than your giftings. I understand that part of it. But you still have the same spirit living in you that's living in me that was living in Jesus, that rested upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Whoo. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, boy. I'm almost to page two. Yay. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. Now, there are others who step out in faith, so-called faith. It's not it isn't faith, but they end up without any results. And the reason for this is because what they're asking God for was never based upon the word of God in the first place. Now, I want, I want to say some things here. If you're taking notes, you need to write this down. They were trying to use their so-called faith to manipulate God into doing something for them that was contrary to his will. Oh, God. I'm not, still not married, but I sure like that, that person that person's married to. I want that woman right there to be my wife. Hey. I'm, <laughs> I'm standing in faith, right? No, you're not standing in faith. Standing in lust is what you're standing in for somebody else's wife. That's not the way it works. Listen to this. We cannot possess what we have not been given by grace. You cannot possess what you have not been given by grace. That includes our salvation. Hello? In other words, we cannot possess wasn't, what doesn't already legally belong to us because of the finished redemptive work of Christ. How can you possess something that you don't know if it's God's will for you? 
Again, the will, faith only begins where the will of God is known. But when you know or you see what Jesus Christ has done for you through his redemptive work, and those graces, those gifts are now available to you, with your faith, you can appropriate them into your life. Glory to God. What, just, what, what kind of God would he be to show us in his word what he's done for us, and it's there, set upon a table, in the midst of our enemies? A lot of times people say, well, he's talking about heaven. Hey, we ain't going to have no enemies in heaven. I'm talking about right here, right now. And what if God set the table on that table was healing, deliverance, freedom, whatever it is you could possibly think that you would possibly need. And, and it's all on that table. But then God said, you can't have it. <laughs> you can't have it. would <laughs> be kind of a weird God, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would be the devil. God's not like that. And I went, Can I, I want to say something now. Because this will knock a lot of religiosity out of people. The way we bring God glory is to take advantage of everything he's done for us. Amen. You want to bring God glory? How many, I mean, have you ever, I mean, have you ever just had those epiphanies or those, that's not the right word. Those times where you just have those God moments where you just fallen in love with God, you just have a love burst. That's what I was looking for, the love burst. You ever had a love burst before? Just, whoa, glory to God. I love you, God. I love you, God. Woo, I want to bring you glory in my life. Well, you want to bring God glory? Take advantage of what Jesus Christ has done for you through his redemptive work. Healing belongs to you. It's there. It's on the, on the table. It's a box waiting with your name on it. Ron Milgram. Healing is right here for you. What do you do? You see scriptures based upon the word to talk about your healing. Amen. And then you say, Lord, I lay claim to that right now. Jesus' name. I receive it into my life, this healing. I shall not be moved. This is where a lot of Christians miss it. I shall not be moved by what I see or how I feel because my faith isn't based upon what I see or how I feel. The only thing it's based upon is what does the Bible say? But once you know what the Bible says, there's nobody that can move you from it. I'm going to grab on to that healing and I'm going to hold on to that, that healing until it does manifest into this realm. Glory to God. Then you're going to feel it. Then you're going to see it. Then you're going to... Can, can I just kind of give you a clue on how to really do a, a life of faith? When you're operating in faith and you step out in faith and you believe God, you receive it, and your body might even get to feeling worse, you know what you can do after you've released your faith? You could stand up right there and start doing a jig. Glory to God, I'm healed. Woo! I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I know that sounds weird, but that isn't it? We're not moved by what we see or how we feel. We live by faith. We live by faith. We live by faith. What does the Bible say? This will help you so greatly. I, 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 I. I I'll use John again since he's the one who's dealt with something uh, just recently in his life. The doctors told him he was going to die. He wasn't going to come through it. Too bad, buddy. You're gone. I was, you know, go ahead and put, figure out what your tombstone's going to say and 
figure out what you, everybody going, you know, how you can write out your little, what do they call it, eulogy or whatever it's called and all that stuff. And I'd read it for him, you know, read, oh, John, I always made fun of him. He was such a good little fella. He's probably thinking, you are not doing my funeral. <laughs> Hallelujah. But see, John had another word. He had a word from the Lord. And he said he began to believe it because he had been confessing it. He'd been feeding on it. It was in his heart. He had released his faith for it. But he went through a season, a time period, in which the manifestation didn't happen in this natural realm. But he believed he received it in the spirit realm. I just gave you a very good revelation right there. Faith involves two realms, the spirit realm and this natural realm. And when you step out in faith, you grab onto it in the spirit realm. It does not necessarily mean that it's going to happen immediately in the natural realm. It is with faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. But the point I'm trying to get to is he kept standing. And there were times, and he can attest to this, where his body, his physical body was hurting him. He couldn't hardly do anything. He became skinny. He got really skinny. I wouldn't make a comment, but I won't. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he kept standing. And he kept standing. And he kept standing. And he kept praising the Lord. And I'd go over there and I'd talk to him and I'd speak life to him and encourage him. He'd put on some worship music. We'd be praising the Lord. Have, uh, Dan, have you heard this song? And we'd sit there and we'd listen to a song. And I know that he was in the Word. And glory to God, the manifestation came. But see, he had that bulldog faith. I ain't letting go of this. I am not letting go of this to it manifest in my body. And it wasn't always easy, was it? But because he kept holding on to it, he's sitting here today. I said he's sitting here today. Now, can I just throw this in for free real quick? Because this is so important to understand. Some of you might be thinking or you might know of people who have been prayed for who died when they were prayed for. And I'm in no wise coming against anybody. Because if they're Christians, glory to God, what awaits them on the other side is so much better than what's here. I know of people that I pray for literally have prayed for them. I believe they could have been healed, but they got a glimpse of the other side. They say, uh-uh, I'm gone. I'm going over. But again, I said this last week, and I, I, I want to say it with as much love as I can muster. We cannot base what we believe upon the experiences of others. There are going to be times things happen where you do not have an answer for it. You won't get an answer to the why question. Why did this happen? And that's where I started talking about my mom. Remember that? I never got an answer to the why. I still don't have an answer to this day. I know my, my wife. I'm staying. I know my mother is rejoicing in heaven. Oh, glory to God. I guarantee you she's the hugger of heaven. Going around hugging people all the time. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to get across is this. Don't let the experiences of others deter you in your faith walk. You've got to come to that. And this is not, again, to be mean toward others. But see, if a person is not operating in true Bible faith, what's my responsibility? To say, okay, it's all right. Or is it for me 
to teach them what the Bible says. What did Jesus do in his own hometown? He taught them. He went about teaching them. That's how you get a person from a position of not being able to receive their healing into a position to receive their healing. Hello. I know I've gone off on this rabbit trail or whatever it is. It's not. It ties in everything what I was going to say. But there is something God is wanting to do with us where faith is concerned. We're going to have to start believing him for bigger things than ever before. I mean, bigger things than ever before. Because God is needing to do a quick work in the earth today. God is wanting us to send thousands of dollars to other missionaries all over this world. I mean, when we're able to give a missionary over $23,000 for coming here and sharing one message, my, my, my. Imagine doing that to every missionary that, that comes through those doors. Amen. Is that even possible, Pastor Dan? We're living in the land of more than enough. I said, if we're living in the land of more than enough, do you not want to be somebody that God taps on the shoulder? So I want you to give $100,000. Do you think God's going to tap you on the shoulder and do say something for that? If you're, you, you always kind of say, no, I can't do that. When he asks you to give $10, I can't afford to do that. When he asks you to give $5, Shorty, get quiet in here, will you? I'm just trying to help people grow and develop and understand. God expects us, if God is moving on you, I'll just shut down with this thought. I remember I've had opportunities in my life, and I thank God for the you know different ministers I've had the opportunity to sit under. But I know there have been times where it was time to take up an offering, and I had a certain amount of money in my wallet. I had a really big bill. I had a medium bill, say $100 bill, $20 bill, $5 bill. And God said, you know, I, uh, Lord, what do you want me to give? And it was like, okay, give the biggest bill in there. Give the largest bill. And I said, well, that, 10, that $20 bill sure would work. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of split, and I would go up to 20 you know. I, I, would, I would kind of basically have an argument with God. But what, what was I doing? I was trying to... to Talk God out of a blessing for my life. You might say, how could that possibly be? Because see, if God's leading me to give so $100, he's setting me up for a greater blessing. Did you hear what I just said? If I follow him in what he's speaking to my heart, if I do what he's leading me to do, then I can expect great harvest to come back to my life because he knows the next time he taps me on the shoulder, I'm going to obey him. Hello? Are y'all getting this? God wants us living in the land of more than enough. It is available to every single one of us as Christians. I want that. I want that for every single one of you. How many believe that if everybody in this church, just a church this size, began to believe God and start to live in the land of more than enough, that we would be able to pay off a church building like See, that's why I'm, I've, been, I've been stirring this church up, and we've been doing this, and we've been going through this. And I, again, I still have a ways to go. Hallelujah. But, but listen, the reason I'm doing this, and I believe this is one of the main reasons, is so I can share with you how much money this church is believing for to come in. 
so that we can all hook our faith up to that. Be it unto us according to our faith. And then you can start to say, God, I want to be able to give more. I want to be able to sow more into this so we can get that building quicker. Amen. Glory to God so we can be a bigger blessing, so we can buy more than more people like Irene, a new car. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. How many are ready to live in the land of more than enough? Ooh. Again, it's a journey. It's a journey. But it sure is fun when you're doing it his way. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You got something? Yep. Iraq, huh? Huh? Come here. I don't even know her. Except for her, she's got my youngest sister's name. This is a missionary to Iraq. Iraq. You better have a calling if you're going to Iraq. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? I've been there since the end of 2012. 2012? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Pretty awesome, huh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Could you take some money? I mean, I think I can. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is, what's the name of your organization? International. Yeah. Should we make our checks out to Fire International? Yeah. Well, let's do this. Make your checks out to Celebration of Life Church, and then I will write her that check for whatever comes in. Amen. Wasn't planning on doing this. Oh, yes, and you can give online. Go to our webpage. There's a uh, so button up there. Give so button. Push it, and then follow the prompts, and make sure you write in there what it's for. All right? Just for missionary to Iraq. Write on the note, okay? Hallelujah. So I said all that. Now, you guys, how many need an offering envelope? How many need an offering envelope? How many are going to give a check? I'm not trying to pull, call you out on it. I want you to follow the leading of the Lord. You give as the Lord leads you. Amen. And again, if you don't have a check with you, go online and do it that way. Or just let me know that you're going to bring a check in. I already know how much we're going to give. Speaking of my wife and me, I don't have it with me, but I'm able to change everything up. Add the money on there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Mark, will you come? Everybody get an offering envelope that need one? Not with that. Just you. You can still put that down. Give it to Ron. Or Gary, one. Doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Come here, my wife. Come here, Riley. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Stretch your hands out this way. See, this is part of what I'm talking about. How many know the, the people in Iraq need the gospel? I know that, right? You know, if you're like me, the first thing I think, oh, Iraq. What was the saying? Drop a bomb on them and let God sort them out or something along those lines. No, no. God loves them just as much as he loves you. They need the gospel. Here's someone that has been gifted and called to go there. Hallelujah. So stretch your hands up out here and let's pray for Jen. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I'm asking you. I'm asking you to increase the anointing upon her life. To go into this place. Yes, it might be a dark place, but glory to God, the light in her is greater than that. I believe in Jesus' name that she is now surrounded by uh, uh, angels of God, ministering spirits to keep her when she goes. And all those that are part of this Fire International. Did I say that right? 
Okay. Father God, we're just right now in Jesus' name. We surround Jennifer with our faith and our love. We believe that glory to God when she gets back, she's going to be have a greater impact than ever before. Lives are going to be touched. People are going to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Healings are going to be done. People are going to be delivered. All for your glory and honor, my King. Thank you for this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. All right. Ron, there's over here somebody wants to give really big time. Ron. Over there. John, do you, Ron, do you need somebody else to do this? Okay. Just, Ron, you need to go back now. Back the other rows. There you go. Remember, if you don't have anything with you right now and you want to give, just go online or again, let me know. Pastor Joan or myself know. You can bring it to the buzz and we'll make sure that she gets every penny that comes in. Amen? Glory to God. Well, God is good. We've been, so, we've been sowing some seed, man. You know, glory to God. That's why I know our building's coming. What kind of shout would you let out what you've been believing God for is right there. I cannot hear. <laughs> Woo. I bet the kids are up there go, why do you love me? Woo. I think I'm going to have to ask that one again. What kind of shout would you let out if what you believe in God for was right there? Woo! <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being here, being a part of this church. If you don't have a church home, welcome home. We appreciate y'all being here, and I mean that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. So, Father, I just pray a special blessing upon these people now. I ask you to keep them safe, bring them back safely Wednesday night to our Bible study or to the ladies' thing on uh, Thursday morning, most definitely next week. We expect to see great increase coming into their lives as they press into you with all their hearts, all their souls, all their strength. I believe this is a church that is not just going to visit the land of more than enough. This is a church that's going to live in the land of more than enough. For I believe, Father, you want us blessed so we can be an even greater blessing than we've been. I worship you and I praise you and I thank you for these things now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. you